You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Went through the whole ending of the song. Yeah, I did. Nothing what happens? happens? Welcome back to Buzz Broadway. You are here with Idina Menzel, no, Adele Dazim. I am not Adina Menzel. I am the wickedly talented Adele Dazim. <laughs> I will never forget watching that happen live in front of my eyes and just truly. <laughs> every single one of my eyebrow hairs just independently fell off my face. Like, you, you just said it so accurately. The wickedly like, talented <laughs> does him. It's because he knew he messed it up. Like he, he wasn't like it's not like he's dumb and thought he was actually saying Adele Dazim. He like went to say Adina Menzel and messed up and just committed to it because he's a good actor. <laughs> that was one of the greatest fails I've ever seen. Wow, what was that? Twenty? It must have been the twenty fifteen. Was a while ago. Nah, because the movie came out in twenty fourteen, right? Was it? Uh, no, it was the twenty. It yeah, it was the twenty fourteen Oscars because Frozen came out in twenty thirteen. That's what I meant, yeah. Frozen. Sam, how's your week been? You know, it's been a tough one. I, don't, I think we talked about this last week, but Broadway is shut down until fucking June. So it's been a tough week, but I'm really happy to get to sit down with my BFF every week and talk about musicals. Um, so that's where I'm at. That's exactly we... what I said last week. So Is it? Yeah, you can't just copy my notes. Oh, I guess I did do that. My week is fantastic. Um, I binged a lot of Bly Manor today. Great, great, great. Happy for you. Um, and if any of you out there have opinions, shoot me a DM. At underscore Amanda Plants. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, that's your Instagram. What are you, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a very large and really messy, um, dirty gin martini. Because I needed to just go for it tonight. Mm-hmm. We're talking about such mm-hmm. a big show. And I wanted to bring a funny mm-hmm. little green bottle. Look at that elixir. You get it? My dark well, eyes. Of green elixir. And then <laughs> why is why is the wizard at the beginning of the show ex, an extra from the music man? <laughs> he also kind of is in wonderful. 
What? In Wonderful. Like, he's just kind of, like, it has Music Man energy for the whole show. Yes! If you haven't picked it up already, we are talking about Stephen Schwartz's (laughs) smash musical hit, Wicked, tonight. And if you couldn't gather from the title of the podcast episode. And Sam singing the beginning. Are you ready for your drinking rules? I'm nervous. Do I have to write them down? No. Okay. You'll, I mean, you'll remind me. I never, you have to write yours down because I never remind you, but you have, you'll, you're really good about reminding me. So. so I was reading our bio the other day, and you wrote our bio for our podcast, and it said, like, best friends compete in drinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to, like, step it up a little bit to get oh, you. Jesus. So the first one is anytime we say the word wicked. Why you have would to you take do a that? sip. Why would you do We're not going to say it that much. Uh, wait till you see my notes. Okay, good luck. Bye. We've already said it. I'm We've stealing. already said it like three times. Yeah, but the drinking rules don't start until now. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, stealing a little bit of your idea from the Rock of Ages episode. We can only refer to Glinda as the girl in 14G. No. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm mad at you. If you and... the girl in 14G, it's a glorious musical theater song that Christian Chenoweth um, originally sang. Do, do, do. I got that song my senior year in high school in my voice lessons, and I was like, hmm. It's because they heard you sing Carlotta. In L- the literally, they were like, they were ah. like yeah. She's 17 You're years right. old. Her voice has certainly fully developed. She's a coloratura <laughs> soprano. If they only heard me now. Okay, our last one is, <laughs> we are going to be playing throughout the episode a game of finish that lyric. Oh, sign me the hell up. I'm ready to Are go. you ready? I'm ready. Do I you know win. all the words? I do. Okay, so it might Finish be that like, lyric of Wicked, right? Of course, of course. Okay, 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 okay. So it might be a word. It might be like the line after. You'll okay. feel it, I think, as I say it. So okay. Do you have a let's start question? with something. Do you want to start with an easy one? Sure, 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 sure. I mean, give me something you think is challenging, but I'm down to start with easy. No, no, no. We're going to start with an easy one as an okay. example. Okay. Obviously, if you lose, you drink. You win, I drink. Okay? Sure. Don't be offended by my frank analysis. Think of it as personality dialysis. Excellent. So I drink. Ugh, what a great lyric. Took you a while. Oh, there's a delay on our recording. You won't hear it in the episode, but. So while we're talking about drinking, you want to take a shot? I guess we have to, right? It is in the rule book. I'm taking a shot of tequila. I'm taking a shot of Pam. Just kidding. That's a little inside Cheer. joke for all our Buzz Broadway listeners. I'm taking a sip of Tanqueray imported, distilled four times, made from the world's finest okay. London dry gin. <laughs> Produced and bottled in Great Britain for Charles Tanqueray and Co. Three, one liter, two, one. <laughs> go. When Dorothy famously triumphed over the Wicked Witch, Uh! we only ever heard one side of the story. Gregory Maguire's acclaimed 1995 novel, Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West, (laughs) reimagines the Land of Oz, creating a parallel universe to the familiar story written by L. Frank Baum and first published as The Wonderful Wizard of Oz in 1900. Wicked 
tells the incredible untold story of an unlikely but profound friendship between two young women who first meet as sorcery students at Shiz University. The blonde and very popular Glinda and a misunderstood oh. green... Oh, oh no! Try <laughs> uh, again. I'm mad at you. The girl in 14G, whatever. The blonde and very popular girl in 14G and a misunderstood green girl named Elphaba. Following an encounter with the wonderful Wizard of Oz, their friendship reaches a crossroads and their lives take a very different path. The girl in 14G's unflinching desire for popularity sees her seduced by power, while Elphaba's determination to remain true to herself and to those around her will have unexpected and shocking <laughs> will have unexpected and shocking consequences for her future. Their extraordinary adventures in Oz will ultimately see them fulfill their destinies as Glinda, the Good Witch of the North. Screw oh, that one up. Yep, you sure did. And the Wicked Witch of the West. Is it finally over? Yes. What did you just? I don't, you, we don't even need to do the dr- the drunk plot anymore. Yes, we do, Amanda. Because a that was <laughs> the plot, and b you made me stop ten times because of your dang drinking rules. <laughs> Didn't make you do shit. All right. Are you ready to learn? Do you have your pen and notebook? Tell me about good old Stevie. Um, Stephen Schwartz, born New York City, 1948. New, New, New York City. I hope that date's right. I don't trust my dates of composers anymore since... Apparently. We, we got called out. Since Manuel Gate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he wrote and directed an early version of Pippin while at Carnegie Mellon. That's where he went to school. So that's cool. He did it pretty early. We um, he, magic to do. Josh, he wrote Pippin, Godspell, <laughs> and the magic, the magic hat? Hello? The, the magic. <laughs> I wrote Hello? the ma- and the magic how all. I wrote The Muscle. Okay, so let's just say he wrote Pippin and Godspell, which are two of his biggest ones, all by the age of 26, which is younger than us. So we're thriving. I want to shove this fork in my throat. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk about some of the movies he's written music for. We got... I'm ready. All of these were with Alan Menken, who we've talked about before. He wrote... Composed for Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Prince of Egypt, and... My personal favorite, Enchanted. A great score. Other mu- musicals. Hey, girlfriend, score. you ready to kick it? <laughs> Featuring <laughs> Adele Dazeem. Featuring the Adele Dazeem. Their collaboration is everlasting. Hey, girlfriend. Oh, she's so cringy. <laughs> I hear it. Okay, okay, okay. Musicals he's written, the other two that are popular, uh, Wicked. <gasps> oh. Never heard of it. Take a sip. Oh. And Children of Eden, another one that I love. Take a sip. Oh, wait. <laughs> nope. His upcoming projects include um, the Wicked movie, supposedly Which coming I in 2021, but like... Opinions on. Okay. We can talk about it later if you want. Can't wait. Um, Disenchanted, which is Enchanted 2. Wait, really? Oh, yep. I'm mad that there's a, I'm mad, I'm mad that there's going to be an Enchanted two before there's an Enchanted stage version. Me too. Why is the only Enchanted thing that's tricky about the Enchanted stage version is the first part of the movie where they're cartoons. I wonder if it would be better to do them as like cartoons on a screen or if they could be good as. Ooh, puppets. 
Ooh, this is why you need to go for directing, bro. If they started as puppets, you know what I mean? Steven, if you're listening, give me a call. I've got some ideas. Steven! Okay. I also want to uh, ask you, what is Pippin about? <laughs> <laughs> Are we ever going to talk about Pippin? Uh, maybe. I really like the show. I was mostly joking oh. about the, the, the Oh, I don't, so. Okay. Um, he's also helping with the music for, I didn't realize there was going to be this, the Hunchback live-action movie. Ah, I hope so. it follows the score of the musical. The score of the musical is really great. Also, please cast a deaf actor as Quasimodo. Please. Oh, that'd be amazing. And please All cast right. a cr- appropriate woman of color to play as Melba. So he never won a Tony for his work, specifically. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he has an honorary Tony, which is fine and dandy. But he's won a lot of Drama Desk Awards. We and love then, Drama Desks. We could talk about this... I'm going to talk about that later. Okay. Uh, Winnie Holtzman, who wrote the book. Loved Winnie. Do you? Do. What do you, what do you know about her? That she wrote the book for this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what I know about her, too. <laughs> she was also born in New York City in 1954. Wicked was her Broadway debut. And How cool. And it's funny. It's, it's a so good funny. book. It's a great book. We're going to talk about it um, later. Yeah, and she also wrote one episode of The Wonder Years, so she's thriving. Winnie, congrats on your contribution. Before you tell us about the original production, do you want to finish a lyric? Yes, I do. Lay it on me. Finish that lyric. Okay. Woohoo. I'm just going to say it out loud and not sing it. Great. One question haunts and hurts too much, too much to mention. Was I really seeking good? Or just seeking attention. There it is. Is that all good deeds are when looked at with an ice cold eye? Okay, we don't. If that's all good deeds are, maybe that's the reason why no good deed goes unpunished. The reason why you should shut it. All right. I need to practice my acting. There's, there's, not much else going on. Do you want to hear about how the Wicked musical came to be? Yeah, you just said the word. So take a sippy. Maybe I'll use it as a sand bite. Don't ever say a sippy. I'm going to call you Sammy. Sammy, take a sippy. Sammy, sippy. David. David. Ouch, David. Ouch. Stephen Schwartz found Gregory Maguire's novel, blank, The Life and Times of the Blank Witch of the East. And he fell in love with it, immediately wanted to adapt it for the stage, thought it would be a great musical. But he found out that the rights had actually been sold to Universal Studios. I have a question. Didn't he read this on vacation? That's a Lin-Manuel thing, Hamilton. I think it's this one, too. I could not find that in my research, but maybe you're right. Maybe I'm thinking of another musical. I was researching another musical, and I was like, it's the same thing as Lin. But I guess when you start, Let's just start reading musical. <laughs> let's just start reading books on vacation. I do anyways. And maybe we'll have... I don't. I don't read. Anyway. Okay, continue. So he found out the rights have been sold to Universal Studios to make a film adaptation of the Wicked book. Sip. Sip. And so Stephen Schwartz called up Mark Platt, who is obviously one of Broadway's biggest producers and Hollywood's biggest producers, father of Ben Platt. I was going to say that as a joke, but that's real? No, it is real, yeah. Mark is Ben's dad. Must be nice. And Stephen was like, Mark, I need to write a musical of this show, You can of this book. You cannot turn it into a movie first. I have to put it on Broadway. And Mark was like, okay, I guess. Let's do it. So Stephen was like, Winnie, 
Winnie Holzman, you're going to write the book. And she was like, you're, I'm on it. And then they brought, they essentially met the three of them, Mark Platt, Winnie, and Steven. They sat down and they were trying to figure out how to turn the book into the musical. And they decided to kind of pare it down, change a little mm-hmm. bit of the plot to make it more appropriate for the stage. And then workshops officially began in 2000 with Kristen Chenoweth originating the role of the girl in 14G. <laughs> and Stephanie J. Block, who would later play the role of Elphaba, uh, originated the role in the workshops. Block was replaced by Idina Menzel later in 2000, and Stephanie went on to uh, take on the role of Liza Minnelli in The Boy from Oz. Similar stories. Not, not similar right? stories. Similar places. Oz. Oh, Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. So Joe Mantello was eventually then brought on to direct. And by April 2003, just three years later, the show had an official pre-Broadway tryout in San Francisco. The show was met with mixed critical reception in San Francisco. And the critics were concerned that Glinda was outshining. Oh, take a sip. Critics were concerned that the girl in 14G outshined the Witch of the West. And you could really tell from the structure of the show that it was a, supposed to be about Alphaba and not about the girl from in 14G. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it might have something to do with the fact that Kristen Chenoweth was with the show for so long that she really got to develop the role. And Idina had to step yeah, in yeah. later and take over stuff that was written kind of for somebody else in a way. Yeah. So I think that might be part of it. I think it might just be a testament to the fact that Kristen Chenoweth is so incredibly talented and hilarious and you really get the chance to to win the audience over with a role as comedic and charming as as the yes. girl in 14G. And I think some of Elphaba's book material makes her a little less likable well, because course. she's so serious and so harsh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that was those are some of the hurdles they were met with and so Stephen and Winnie sat down before the show was going to open on Broadway later that fall and they reworked a lot of the show to really lean it in the favor of Elphaba. So by October of 2003, the show had set its preview date as October 8th and officially opened 17 years ago today on October 30th, 2003. Yes. That production earned 10 Tony Awards and took home Best Leading Actress in a Musical for Dina Menzel as Elphaba and Best Scenic and Costume Design. Wicked, take a sip was part of one of the largest upsets in Tony history when a little show called Avenue Q took home Best Musical and Best Score. Mm. That was a huge surprise that year. There's actually a documentary about it. Um, Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it follows Wicked, Avenue Q, Carolina Change, and Taboo, the Boy George musical, on their way to Tony Night, and it was a huge shock to everyone because Wicked was such a huge deal for in all of New York City. Yeah. It was a huge shock and upset when uh, Avenue Q took home Best Musical instead of Wicked. Amanda, do we have time for me to talk about the plot of the show? I think we could take some time out of our busy schedules so that you can try to tell us the plot of the show. I'm going to try. I have a feeling tonight is going to be one for the books. So everybody buckle up. And here is the plot of... Wicked. Take a sip. Amanda. Sam. It's the land of Oz. The Wicked Witch of the West. 
Whist. Good luck. Good luck, Sam. Hashtag send help. The Wicked Witch of the West has been killed. The people of Oz are rejoicing. Suddenly, Glinda flies in. Oh. To comfort everyone to say, I understand it has been frightening these last several years, but now it's over. The Wicked Witch of the West is dead. The people are rejoicing. Somebody breaks the party and says, Glinda, why does wickedness happen? Why did, why are people wicked? And Glinda says, I'm not sure. You know, Elphaba had a father. She had a mother. She had a family. I'm not sure why she was wicked. We learn a little bit more about, wicked, uh, about Wicked's family. Oh, God. Could be. <laughs> we learn a little bit more about Elphaba and her family. Her father was the governor of Munchkinland. Yay! Her mother had an affair, which resulted in Elphaba's birth, with a mysterious traveling liquor salesman. Mm. Alphaba's mother becomes pregnant and gives birth to a green child. Why? Because the father, the mother drank the liquor salesman's green elixir. Or at least that's oh. what we think. Another person from the crowd says, Glinda, I've heard a rumor that you and Alphaba were friends. She goes, oh! It was a very long time ago. <laughs> and things were very different. And we were both so young. Lights up. The scene is Shiz University. A young girl named Elphaba with green skin and her sister, who is bound to a wheelchair, arrive at the university. Glinda arrives at the university on a mountain of luggage. Their headmistress, <laughs> Madame Morrible, arrives. Elphaba is meant to stay at the university to take care of her disabled sister. And Madame Morble begins giving them room assignments. She reveals that Glinda and Elphaba are arranged to be roommates. But Elphaba says, no, 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 I have to stay with my sister. You don't understand. Madame Morble's like, oh, oh, it'll be fine. And then she goes, no, I need my sister. All of a sudden, Nessa Rose's <laughs> wheelchair, Nessa Rose, who's Elphaba's sister, flies out of control and rolls back into Elphaba's hands. Madame Morble is shook. She's like, yeah. Oh my god, you're a witch. You have magical powers. I must teach you privately how to use these powers. And Glinda's like, um, hello. You're supposed to do that for me. I'm the rich one. <laughs> I need you to help me. And Madame Marble's like, please go away. Everybody gets sent to their rooms to start unpacking. And Madame Marble pulls Elphaba aside and she says, if you're as powerful as I think you might be, you're going to be able to meet the wizard and you can meet with him and how he can help you master the art of sorcery and she's like you don't know this but i've wanted to meet the wizard my whole life because it always felt different i'm green i was like can he help me not be green anymore mm -hmm. and she just voices how excited she is in all of the hustle and bustle of the opening assignments alphabet and glinda are assigned as roommates and the two begin to express their hatred for one another. Glinda is popular and blonde and sweet and bubbly. Elphaba is green-skinned and studious and an outcast. The two are definitely Ugh. not going to fit together. And they begin mm. fighting in all of their classes. Specifically, Dr. Dilliman's class. Dr. Dilliman is a goat. We don't know why. <laughs> we don't know how. But apparently, in Oz... All of the animals have the same abilities as humans. 
Normal. Normal. It's whatever, you know? And essentially, Dr. Dillman reveals over the course of this class that he is beginning to suffer from discrimination from fellow Ozians, who are saying that animals don't deserve the same rights as humans. And after class, he shares with Elphaba a conspiracy that someone is attempting to stop animals from speaking. And Elphaba's like, okay, well, if we tell the wizard, if I tell the wizard when I meet with him, maybe he can stop it. Then, one day, we're on the quad. People are drinking. They're smoking. They're wearing their drug rugs. They're talking about philosophy. They're having a good time. Guess who shows up but a winky prince. Winky. Named Fiero. He gets there. He's like, sorry, I'm late. But guess what? I'm laid back. And all the girls are like, oh, fuck. (laughs) They're like, wow, he's laid back. I think we should fuck him. And Glinda's oh like, <laughs> Glinda's like, I'm gonna be the one. And just as she's about to go talk to Fiero, Bach shows up, and Glinda's like, Bach, you're a munchkin, you're annoying, get away from me. Don't try to distract, don't try to cock block me. But Bach's like, Glinda, I love you. And Glinda's like, but I think that you actually love that little handicapped girl in the wheelchair over there. You should ask her to go to the ball with you. And Bach's like, as you wish. So Glinda's like, hell yeah. Fiero, you're mine. We're going to the ball together. Put your fucking pants on. Here we go. Nessa is like, Elphaba, guess what? Bach asked me to go to the ball with him. And Bach's, Nelphaba. Nelphaba? Nelphaba's like, Bach. Nelphaba's like, Nessa. Listen. I'm worried about this. I don't think... I think something bad's gonna happen. You shouldn't. And Glinda breaks into the room. Glinda's like, Elphaba! I was worried you weren't gonna have anything to wear to the party tonight. (laughs) So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here's this ugly fucking hat. (laughs) And if you wear it to the ball, we're definitely not gonna make fun of you. And Elphaba's like... Okay. (laughs) Hard cut. We're at the ball. Fiero, Glinda are grinding on each other. Mm-hmm. Nessa, Bach, they're grinding on each other. And Nessa's like, Bach, did you just ask me to the ball because, you know, I'm in a wheelchair? And Bach's like, no, you're beautiful. And then guess what happens? Elphaba shows up to the ball. Guess what else happens? Madame Morble shows up to the ball. And Madame Morble's like chaperoning her way through the ball. And Glinda's like, Madame Morble, I really want to be a part of your sorcery class. And Madame Morble's like, Glinda, that's so funny you say that because Elphaba was just telling me that I should add you to the class privately so I can teach the both of you. And Glinda's like, wait, what? And Madame Morble's like, yeah, Elphaba wanted you to join my private sorcery class. And Glinda's like, oh, fuck. Elphaba cascades onto the dance floor wearing her silly hat, which everybody makes fun of her for. And Glinda's like, I feel mad guilty that I pranked this girl and now she is advocating for me and her schoolwork so let me go join her on the dance floor and Glinda does this beautiful little solo dance they duet with this cool little dance with Elphaba and everyone's like you know what Elphaba's actually kind of cool even though she has green skin and wears ugly clothes like she's kind of cool so then hard cut to Glinda and Elphaba's dorm room and Glinda's like I can't believe that this was your very first party that you've ever been to and Elphaba's like yeah I don't really like go to parties it's not really my thing 
And Glenn is like, let's tell each other a secret. Guess what? Fiero and I are going to get married. <laughs> and Elphaba's like, are you sure? You like just met each other. And Glinda's like, yeah, we're going to get married. And Elphaba's like, okay, I'll tell you a secret. Um, my father hates me because my mom didn't want another baby at first to be green. So she chewed a bunch of milk flowers. And then Nessa's rose came out. Nessa's legs <laughs> came out all tangled. And that's why she's crippled. And Glinda's like, oh, fuck. But that's not your fault. That was the milk flowers. And Elphaba like, kind of feels better about it. Mm. And then Glinda's like, guess what, Elphaba? You're my friend now. So I'm going to make sure that you become popular. And Elphaba's like, you... N- no, thank you. No <laughs> way in hell. I mean, no thank you. And Glinda's like, no, I'm going to make you popular. Oh, well. And she puts like a little flower in Elphaba's ear. And she like does her hair. And Elphaba's like, super uncomfortable. And Glinda's like, all right, well, I guess, like, whatever. If you don't want to be popular, then that's fine. And then, next day in class, Elphaba shows up, and she's, like, all pretty. Her hair is still, like, fully blown out from the night before. And Fiero's like, what happened to you? And Elphaba's like, oh, Glinda tried to give me a makeover. And Fiero's like, but you don't need a makeover to be beautiful. <laughs> and then Elphaba's like, oh, my God, I'm wet. <laughs> and yeah. basically then, Dr. Dillamond is like, guess what? I've been excommunicated from the entire society of Oz and they want to keep animals in cages now. Mm-hmm. Look at this cage that they came out with to try to keep animals from talking. And there's a little baby lion in the cage. Mm-hmm. And Elphaba's like, this is not what I want. This is not what I planned. <laughs> and I just got to say, I do not understand. And she takes the lion cub from the cage and Fihero <laughs> helps her <laughs> escape. <laughs> And they set the lion cub free. And Fiero's like, okay, we did it. We freed the lion cub. Now I gotta go. <laughs> and Elphaba's like, I'm not that girl. <laughs> she knew it. That's what she says. Yep. She's like, I'm not that girl. And then guess who rolls in? She's like, Madame Morrible. What do I do about the animals not receiving rights? And Madame Morrible's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> because guess, guess what? You just got a fucking message on Ning (laughs) (laughs) and the wizard of fucking Oz wants to meet with you hashtag check Ning and Elphaba's like oh my god the wizard wants to meet with me let's go to the train and get on the train and go to the Emerald City where the wizard is and Glinda and Fiero and Nessa show up to send her off (laughs) and Glinda is like Everyone, I know that everyone knows that I don't really like Dr. Dillamond, but I just want to say that I'm really sad about him being excommunicated. So in solidarity with Dr. Dillamond, I'm going to change my name to Galinda because he always used to call me Galinda instead of Glinda. It's the opposite. So I will... Ch- no. Yeah. Her name is Galinda and he used to call her Glinda. Yeah, you said it the opposite. No, I didn't. <laughs> and if I did, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Elphaba's feeling, Glinda's feeling sad because Elphaba, nope, Glinda's feeling sad because Fiero doesn't want to sleep with her. Oh! There's a and plot Elphaba's twist like, I'll make you, Elphaba's like, I'll make you feel better. Come to the Emerald City with me. And Glinda's like, you'll never guess, but I've always wanted to see the Emerald City. So they go to the Emerald City, they see the wizard, and he's kind of like a small mousy little man he's like mm. not this big powerful entity that they expected 
Madame Marble shows up and they're like, what the hell is our professor doing here? It's like when I was in Ireland and my professor showed up in Ireland. <laughs> Beth Daly, if you're listening, why did you show up? <laughs> and the wizard's like, I want you to try reading this old book that Madame Morrible found. And if you can read it, it means you're a real witch. So all of us starts reading it. And then all of a sudden, this monkey servant that the wizard has grows wings. And he starts fucking flying around. And the wizard's like, ah, yes, the power, it works. And Elphaba's like, what the fuck? She's like, I'm not going to fucking do your work for you. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to use my powers for good. And you're making me kind of make you like fucking servants. And she runs out of the room. And Glinda's like, Elphaba, you're tarnishing your relationship with the wizard. Come back. And the wizard's like, she knows too much. Get her. And Adam Orbel's like, yeah. Side hoe. So Elphaba, Elphaba and Glinda run to the roof of the the palace of the wizard. <laughs> okay. And they're like, there's nowhere else to go. What do we do? And Elphaba's like, I'm going to put a, a hex on a broom and the broom's going <laughs> to... The broom's going to fly me out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Madame fucking Morrible <laughs> sends a, like, a group text. She's like, at... She's like, reply all to all of Oz. Elphaba's fucking evil. Stay away from her. And Glinda's like, what the... Why, why did she do that? So anyway, Elfa was like, I'm going to put a hex on this broom and I'm going to fly out of here. And she's like, Glinda, come with me. We can save the world together. And Glinda's like, no, I have to be with Bach. And like, I have to be considered good. And if I'm with you, no one's going to think of me as good. She has to, she has to be with like, Bach? Listen, <laughs> I'm drunk. And I can't have you correcting me. When I'm trying to give a plot, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. I won't correct you anymore. It's just rude. Okay. All right, so Elphaba breaks through the roof like a great glass, like a great glass <laughs> green elevator. Oh my god. And Glinda's like, I hope you're happy. Everyone's like, oh, that's, oh, that's, she's bad. Let's get her. End of act one. Curtain down. Curtain up. Act two. Everyone's worried about the Wicked Witch of the West. They're like, she's evil. What's she going to do? She flies through the land, calumnies and lies. And Glinda's like, okay, listen, I just got engaged. So for one day, <laughs> can you all just stop being fucking little Debbie Downers and celebrate me and my merit, my, my engagement? Yes. Penny? Penny. And Madame Morrible's like, yes, of course we can do that. Now you're that your press secretary of the wizard, you can do whatever you want. Oh. And she's like, guess what, everyone? If you want something to celebrate, Glinda and Fiero are engaged. And Fiero's like, why the fuck did you tell everyone that, Madame Morrible? I'm mad at you. I'm going to run away. Right. And then Glinda's like, no, wait, come back. Hard cut. Elphaba decides to visit her sister, Nessa Rose, who is now the governess of Munchkinland. Because yes, guess what? Their daddy died. As her first piece of legislation, Nessa is like, Munchkins must work all the time. Which means that Bach has to serve Nessa 24-7. Oh! And Nessa's like, this is, this is how he'll fall in love with me. If he has to work for me all the time, he'll clearly fall head over heels. So basically, Bach has become Nessa's like right hand servant, and Elphaba shows up, 
And Nessa's like, what are you doing here? And Alphaba's like, well, dad died, so like, what are we going to do about that? And Nessa's like, I have control over the, the, the county. I'll be fine. And Alphaba's like, the one thing that you could fix is your, your legs, because they don't work. So let me do a little spell on you. Guess what happens? Alphaba turns Nessa Rose's silver shoes into ruby slippers, which help her to walk. And Nessa is like, this is the thing that's going to save me. Bach is going to love me now that I can walk. But guess what? Alphaba did the spell wrong. What happened? Nessa started to do a spell on Bach, and that screwed Bach up. And Nessa? Alphaba was like, no, you have to stop. Yes. Is she a witch too? Yes, she's a sister of a witch. So yeah, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nessa tries to do a spell on Bach, but it doesn't work, and Alphaba has to fix it. And the only way that Alphaba can fix it is by turning Bach's heart to metal. She turns his heart to tin. There you go. He becomes the tin man. The tin man. Next up. We're back at the wizard's palace. Alphaba flies in. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Yes. I'm going to let these flying monkeys loose. And the wizard's like, you can't. You know why? Because they're wonderful, and I'm wonderful, and you can't set that free. <laughs> and then guess who shows up? The uh, Glinda and the guards oh. of the wizard's palace, and they're like, we're going to capture you. But then guess who shows up again? Fiero, and he's like, I'm going to save you, Elphaba, because they're all corrupt. They've all been mm. messed with, and now I need to help you escape. And Glinda's like, why did Fiero help Elphaba escape? She's like, wait a minute, he loves Alphaba and he doesn't love me. She's and not she's that girl, like, huh? don't wish, don't start. I'm not that girl. Mm-mm. Hard cut. Fiero. Alphaba. In a field. Getting hot and heavy. She's like, oh, oh kiss me. Hold me. And Fiero's like, okay. <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, okay. <laughs> And they finish doing the deed, and then Alphaba's like, wait a minute, something's wrong. My sister's in trouble. And you know why her sister's in trouble? Why? Flashback. Back in the wizard's palace, Glinda was like, I can't believe you would try to sabotage Alphaba like that. And the wizard and Madame Warble are like, we just need to catch Alphaba. And Glinda's like, just pretend that her sister is in danger, and Alphaba will show up. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, fuck, I just did something bad. Guess what happens? What? The wizard and Madame Morble put a curse on a tornado, and the tornado launches a farmhouse from Kansas to land on Nessa Rose and kill her. It's fucking savage. Elphaba shows up in Munchkinland and discovers that a little farm girl in a big farmhouse have landed and killed on her sister. Killed on her sister. They've killed on her. And Elphaba's like, I mean, Glinda's like, listen, these things happen. And then her and Glinda get into a big fight at the yeah. site of the farmhouse. Then the guards from Oz show up and they're like, we're here to take Elphaba. And Elphaba's like, what the fuck did you just do? And then guess who shows up again to rescue Elphaba? Fiero. You got it. Bing, bang, boom. It. Yay! So the guards are like, Fiero's a bad guy. We've got to kill him. And Glinda's like, no, don't kill him. And then hard cut Alphaba is doing a spell to make sure that Fiero can't die. And he turns into guess who? The scarecrow. Okay. Boom, baby. He's never had a brain. 
Life is fraughtless when you're thoughtless, baby. Indeed, isn't it? A giant mob has organized to kill Elphaba. They're like, she cursed, she she fucked up this baby lion, and now this baby lion isn't tough and strong. She turned me, an innocent munchkin, into a tin man. What are we gonna do? What? What are they gonna do? We have to we have to kill her. Oh, okay. So finally, Elphaba's at her castle in Munchkinland. <laughs> no, in like Winky Village. <laughs> yes. There's a big castle, and Elphaba's <laughs> living there. And Glinda shows up, and she's like, "What are you doing to this poor farm girl? Like she didn't do anything wrong, because secretly it was her." Mm-hmm. And Elphaba's like, "I just want my sister's shoes back. I'm just jaded. I'm mad." And then guess who shows up flying monkey servant chistery and he's like alpha i have a letter fiero's dead and the two women are like oh shit both of this man this this man's is 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 that we loved <laughs> is dead what are we gonna do and alpha like the wizard gave me this book called the grimmery and my time is running out the people are against me i can't read it anymore you have to learn how to read it so you can become the most powerful witch in the land. Yes. And Glinda's like, but what's gonna happen to you? And Elphaba's like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna commit suicide. <laughs> oh God. And Glinda's like, okay. <laughs> Bye. So basically, the both of them are like, all right, listen, I've known you for my half my life. <laughs> You're beautiful. You're perfect. You look like Glinda Evangelista. You're strong. You're invincible. And because I knew you, I've been changed. So the mob shows up. Elpha was like, Glinda, you have to hide. And then this little farm girl, Dorothy, throws a bucket of water on the witch, murdering her. So rude. And Glinda pulls back where she's been hiding from and discovers that all that's been left of her is the hat and the bottle of green elixir under her pillow. Under her pillow? Linda shows up, back at the Emerald City. She's like, yo, wizard. I've only seen this little bottle one other time. And it's yours. And you offered me a drink from it. So what the fuck is up? What the fuck is up, bro? No, what the fuck is up, Kyle? (laughs) And the wizard's like, oh my god. Elphaba's my daughter, and I just orchestrated to have her killed. That's fucked up. I'm gonna get out of Oz and get my balloon ready. And Glinda's like, hey, Madame Morrible, you are now involved in one of the greatest murder scandals that Oz has ever seen. I'm going to have you arrested. And Madame Morrible's like, um, and Glinda's like, no, shut up. Yeah. All right. Glinda then arrives on the scene to tell all of Oz that the Wicked Witch of the West has been murdered, a.k.a. the moment that we meet Glinda when the show begins. A full circle. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, we see the spot where the Wicked Witch of the West has melted. The Scarecrow emerges and shows up. He knocks on a trap door and unveils to the audience, aka us, that Elphaba survived the melting and that the Scarecrow is secretly Fiero. Elphaba is alive and she elopes with Fiero, the Scarecrow, but they can never tell Glinda about their whereabouts or the fact that they are alive. Glinda tells the crowd in Oz that she 
will devote her life to being a force for goodness in the world and that because of her friendship with Alphaba, she has been changed for good. Alphaba and Fiero escape from Oz and all three are finally at peace. To our Buzz Broadway listeners, elections are always important, whether they be national, statewide, or local. But your participation in the 2020 presidential election is vital. Our nation's democracy has too long served only a privileged few, and now it is time to use our platform to call upon the leaders of our country to demand change. The best chance we have at electing future officials who will do their part to make us a better nation is to show up at the polls. That's where Vote 411 comes in. Launched by the League of Women Voters Education Fund, Vote411.org is a one-stop shop for election-related material. It provides nonpartisan information to the public with both general and state-specific information on all aspects of the election process. Just visit vote411.org, click on the menu, and type in your address. You'll then find helpful details like absentee ballot information, early voting options, ID requirements, and voter qualifications. A common gerrymandering tactic is confusing and contradictory voter information, but Vote411 makes it clear and concise to get to the polls. Please exercise your right to vote. It only serves us right when it serves us all. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Sam, welcome back, and let's start this chapter off with another Finish That Lyric. Oh, I'm so ready. You know, audience participation is expected, so if you don't yell, finish that lyric, you have to take two steps. Okay. Oh, for our listening time. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Here's a, a short one. I hear she has an extra eye. That always remains awake. Yes! She can shed her skin as easily as a snake. I hear some rebel animals are careful and shelter. Okay, well, you're annoying. And then me. I hear her soul is so clean. <laughs> the water can melt her. Norbert Leo, that's voice. What? What? That's my. That's All right. My, there's somebody on TikTok did a Norbert Leo Butts <laughs> impression, and it was like, here, nobody asked for this, but here's my impression of Norbert <laughs> Leo Butts in the last five years. And she goes, this gets a girl. She just goes, Kathy. <laughs> and that's all she does. 
I love that. So Wicked has embarked on two major national tours, a West End production and multiple UK tours and productions. Oh, sorry. Messed that up. And international productions. Take a sip. I said Wicked. All, every single production of Wicked is currently on hold due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the Broadway production will be postponed until at least June 1st, 2021. Take a shot for that because that's fucked up. Also, oh. I said Wicked. It really is effed up. It's, I'm so mad. At least, like, Lynn, at least Lynn cares about us because, like, he released Hamilton for the world to see. So. Yeah, they just need to release every other Broadway show that's ever closed. Yeah, wouldn't that be? I, yeah. Anyway. Because I'm so bad at, I'm really bad at watching bootlegs. I get really, I just, I get like motion sickness. Because really? it's so jumpy. Yeah. Oh, sure. I could watch yeah. bootlegs for hours. I fucking love it. I wish I could. Do you have anything else to say about our? No, that's kind of what happened. I mean, Wicked is li- currently licensable in Australia. You can license it for like secondary school. Ooh. But we won't. That sounds that like a great idea. A long time. I we want to move to Australia that... and open our own production of Wicked. We just have to only hire um, <laughs> thirteen to fourteen year olds. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> they can get paid. Uh, no, it's second. It's like an educational. Production. Yeah, you. Yeah, but no. we can ask parents for a ticket price, and we can keep all the money. All right. Well, before we move on to, she can't, she can't work. She's on a tourist visa. Before yeah, so we, technically, I'm only allowed to tour. <laughs> I was listening to our I was listening to our Sweeney episode I think while I was editing it and <laughs> we just say shit like that all the time but don't ever explain it <laughs> so like if you're like just random quotes from movies <laughs> literally but it's only good. it's only ever bridesmaids <laughs> good 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 like we randomly be like Lillian you're my best friend and I'm like what if our <laughs> listeners have never watched the movie <laughs> If you're a Buzz Broadway fan and you've never seen Bridesmaids, stop this episode. Pull your car over on the side of the highway. Download Bridesmaids on your phone. Watch it. And then you can go on to whatever you're doing. But it's imperative that you watch (laughs) Bridesmaids. You can drive home the 120 minutes after you watch the full movie. Yeah, exactly. Sit down for two hours and 20 minutes. Then call us back when you've finished watching the movie. (laughs) Okay, let me give you one, a little... Finish the lyric. Yes, 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 yes. yes Before we get into some stories. Okay. Yeah. Um, I never asked for this or planned it in advance. I was merely blown here. By the winds of chance. You are so good. I'm going to quit. I never saw myself as a Solomon or Socrates. I knew who I was. I sang the song for our audition for A Little Shop of Horrors. No, I'm sorry. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum in high school. I skip all of the songs that i don't like and that's one of them have you ever have you seen that video i think i sent it to you uh the song in every show that no one likes no i've never I seen think that i did send it to you oh okay well i didn't watch it my god i'm gonna send it to you again because they talk about the wizard and it's this girl and it's, it's <laughs> that character's uh character's welcome in new york and uh, this song literally begins with her going, she's dressed up as an old man. She goes, this is the song in every show that no one likes because it's boring. And she talks, they literally, she literally says sentimental man. She's like, like sentimental yeah. man or something else. Uh, she's like, uh, what's the one from Beauty and the Beast with Maurice and Belle? Uh, no matter what. 
Yeah, I don't even know. It's literally like that. It's like No Matter What or Sentimental Man, and it's just a spoof of, of old okay, man songs. Okay, I have to listen musicals. to that. I'll send it to you. Amanda, have you seen Wicked before? Have you seen like a tour? Have you seen it on Broadway? I saw it twice on tour. Both in Boston? Yep. Cool, cool, cool. I saw it like forever ago. I must have been in like the seventh or eighth grade. Uh, and I remember obviously being obsessed with it. I bought this cast album when I was maybe 11 years old because everyone was kind of obsessed with it then. That was how long yeah. ago? Fifth. Yeah, so it must have been like a year or two after yeah. it came out on Broadway. I remember yep. I bought... It was one of the first, like, physical CDs that I bought with my own money. I, like, went I to a that. CD store and bought it. And I just played... I played it nonstop. And I would open up the little booklet inside and look at all the lyrics and the pictures from the production. And I was just obsessed. I am a lifelong, like, Wizard of Oz, like, since I was three years old kind of mm-hmm. person. And I've always been obsessed with the Wizard of Oz. So having something that exists in the Oz universe on Broadway was just, like, so magical to me. And then I did see a tour. I have no idea who was in it or what. I remember it, I was at the um, Opera House in Boston. Was it when we I were remember. in high school? It, it was either my freshman year of high school or I was in eighth grade. But I don't mm. remember. I don't remember when I went to Because we it. did a lot of tour trips with our school. We did. We would, we would travel down. I became the tour trip last year well this year oh my that was God. this year holy shit yeah i became so a tour cute. trip in worcester mass for our high school which was pretty magical uh that's cute it was it was great but yeah that's those are the real i have a friend uh we went to college with him his name's andrew freitas he worked at merchandise for wicked but i still have not seen the show in new york if i'm in mm. new york if tour if if charlie has not picked up by the time that Broadway reopens, like if Broadway reopens before we go back out on the road, I will be buying yeah. a ticket to a show the first night that Broadway is back. I think it might be Wicked, just because Ooh. I really want to hear the words it's good to see me, isn't it? And I want to see, like, I'm just picturing sitting in the Gershwin and having Glinda fly onto the stage and say, it's good to see me, isn't it? And the kind of reaction that that will garner from the audience yes, is going to be wild. Right. The show is going to shut down because she says that. And then at the end of the show, fellow Aussians, friends, we've been through a frightening time. That's going to be just as emotional as the beginning. So, yes, that's what I want to do. I think I'm going to go see Wicked if Broadway reopens while I'm still in New York. That's my personal experience with Wicked. I think you said Wicked four times and Glinda twice. Well, let's take four steps. No, you need to take six. I'll finish my drink. I think you need to tell everyone at home about your personal connection to... Adina Menzel. It sounds like the biggest buildup ever. <clears throat> it is time. It's like not that big a deal, but also I will never forget it. Of course so, you won't. I am so sorry to Idina Menzel. Like I really have hated you since I was a child. Oh and my God. There's there's no real reason except for this occasion when I met you. Um <laughs> Uh, my dad got me tickets to see Idina Menzel sing with the Boston Pops. And it was like my first time in Symphony Hall, and it was so incredible. But we were early because Rob Harrington is punctual, if anything. And she got dropped off in a car, and I was out there at my dad waiting outside the stage door because we were there early. And I was like, hi, can I get a picture with you? I just ran right up to her, and she was like, oh, sorry, sweetie. Like, I don't have any makeup on, but, like, I will catch you after. And what happened after the show was over, Amanda? Well, first of all, I spent the entire show imagining her going into her microphone. That girl who I saw earlier, I need a duet partner for for good. And I really thought she was going to call me on stage. 
Goodbye. <laughs> she didn't. So after the show, I waited outside her stage door for like an hour. Girl never came out. No. Girl never came out, so I never got my photo because she didn't want pictures of her without makeup, which is a lie. If the Broadway Podcast Network could do me a favor, just get me in touch with Idina uh, so that maybe we could no. like settle some things. No. <laughs> That's my story. I'm so over it. That's she's incredible. like the first celebrity I met. Yeah. And then hate it. No, so, we don't hate her. I don't. But I have to say that Wicked. Oh, shit. That's it. I have to say the show is low key what started my Broadway obsession. It was of that course, age. For so yep. many of us. Yep. And. I was just really, really overwhelmed. I saw it. It was like the second show I ever saw in a theater. Mm. So it was just, it was crazy. All right, let's give you another finish that lyric. What do you say? Oh, Because you need to get drunker. Okay, ready? Yes. Life is fraughtless when you're thoughtless. Those who don't try. Never look foolish. How do you feel, baby? I'm gonna I need to know tonight. that a name that tune or a finish that lyric will almost never stump me. It's one of my greatest strengths. Yeah. Give me like a give me like a trivia question and 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 you know whatever maybe I'll get it wrong. But a finish that lyric. All right, I'm I'll come back next it. week with some Hillary Duff finish that lyric. All right. Hillary Duff. Yep. All right, what are we talking about next week? What musical is Hillary Duff been in? I, I just want you to prove that you can do any finish that lyric. Sure. Think you got uh, it? Let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Let it. Congrats! You know sanity. the words to her most famous single. <laughs> I don't want to feel the thunder. Is that what it is? No. Let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Let it wash away my sanity. Cause I want to feel the thunder. Oh, I want to scream. I want to feel the thunder. Yeah. I want to scream. Yeah. She- yeah. Let the rain was fall that, down. I'm was that music clean. video like at a house? Was it like a boy in the yard of a house? No, she was standing. She's sitting at the window in her. Okay, well maybe she's at the her house and it's raining. Yeah. And it's like almost like sepia flavoring. Okay. Camera. Okay. Ask me about. Ask me about. Uh, 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 what's that Miley Cyrus song with the cool music video? You're gonna have um, to be way more specific. Uh, it's one shot. It, I want to start all over. Out of the oh, fire. Oh, that's a good one. Into the fire again. That's a great song. You make me want to forget. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yes. For what's your favorite part? Yes. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Hmm. I've talked a lot. You go first. Great. My first favorite part is the violin orchestrations at the end of The Wizard and I. They are just, like, so inspirational, so motivating. They're, like, showing Elf- how, how ready Elphaba is to start her life. Mm-hmm. She's on her own. She's away from her father, and this is, like, her time. She's Next, we're going to jump life. all the way to the end of Act 1, and we're going to talk about Madame Morrible's condemnation monologue right before Defying Gravity. Oh, yes. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps. It is so sinister and so evil. It's very like Trump uh, uh, yeah. administration. The best is yet to come. 
Have you seen that video? No. From the RNC or the the Republican National Convention? Yeah. Who is it? That who said crazy that? ass woman that's like the best. I've literally Lisa never seen that. Tuka. Oh, it's terrible. I love Hitler I'll rallies. What a good time! Isn't it what fun? Hitler Youth, great. Yeah. Uh, next favorite part is the violin tremolos at the very top of Defying Gravity. Get out me with your tremolos. Come on. Yeah. People forget that I did, I am in fact a music scholar. I a music a lot of music. scholar? I know a lot of music. I know a lot of music from uh, college. Thank you to my, <laughs> thank you to my music department for teaching us that. Yeah. Um, but I don't want it anymore. Da, 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 da. And then the violins. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. I'm through okay. playing by the rules of someone else's game. Un- un- unreal. My next favorite part is top of act two. All of the Aussians are like, the Wicked Witch of the West, she's on the loose. What do we do? And that one ensemble member steps forward from the group and goes, like some terrible green flames throughout the land, she flies. It gets me that so amped great. up. Great that placement. is like, thank you. Wow. Thank you. I need to go back into voice lessons because I think my voice has returned to Tenorland. There was like That's a weird amazing. moment where I was a baritone for a long time, but I think that whatever's happening in my life is re-engaging me as a tenor voice puberty i was also belting like high c's in in charlie eight shows a week so i think that might have something to do with it yeah the next the next favorite part is in the same song uh glinda there are bridges you cross you didn't know you crossed until you've crossed Kristen utilizing her chest voice always gets me going <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's such a beautiful soprano range and to hear her use her chest voice is so refreshing and gorgeous next up is Winnie Holtzman's best work aka the cat fight scene it- when Glinda when yeah. Alphaba finds Glinda mourning at the grave of Nessa Rose and they have that beautiful <clears throat> book scene between the two of them it is so funny so well timed it's like right when you need a really meaty book scene mm-hmm. in an act two it's like right smack dab in the middle of act two it's so good so funny so brilliant keeps the plot going uh and then finally i want to say that glinda's oh take a sip oh the girl in 14 g's scene work for the last 10 minutes of the show is just exquisite from the very end of for good all the way through the end you see so much growth. You've seen a lot of growth in that character for most of the show. She's really the character who grows the most. Oh, She's yeah. She's the one who has changed. But the last 10 minutes, she does so much maturing. And Kristen is such a brilliant actress. And and I just love those last 10 minutes of the show for her. Really coming into herself and choosing to, to be good for the right reason not just because it's a popularity mm. contest but choosing to be good for goodness sake not just for her own privilege i would love to meet Kristen chenoweth oh you know what i watched okay guilty pleasure movie because it's such a bad movie but i for some reason just love it bewitched the movie bewitched with, with nicole kidman and will ferrell yeah Kristen chenoweth i rewatched it recently with my boyfriend and forgot that Kristen chenoweth was in it she plays uh nicole kidman's neighbor I don't remember that. Also alongside Carol Shelley, which I did not even realize until recently, who plays Madame Morrible. The two of them were in the movie together. Yeah. They have, like, a lot of scenes together. 
uh, Carol Shelley played uh, the aunt, aunt, aunt. Uh, Bewitched. Can't think of the character's name, but she she falls down the chimney with with. I, I, I haven't seen it since I was sixteen, so. I love it. Anyway, those are my favorite parts. I apologize for going on a rant as I always do. Amanda, let's hear about some of your favorite parts of Wicked. First, I want to talk about Stephen Schwartz's structure. I just really like the way he structures solo. Um, yeah, solos. I like the way that he he almost puts like a prologue at the beginning of them. So of I'm songs. thinking of like yeah, of Wizard and yes. I. Like there's that yes. whole opening that like is going to the I want right. Did that really and just happen? Yes. Are they actually? Understood? It's the same yeah. thing in like um, Children of Eden, Spark of Creation. Mm-hmm. Beyond, she has like that whole revelation. Yep. Um, Corner of the Sky. My second one is the one short day opening when the curtain opens and then all the ensemble comes out. The little baton twirler. <laughs> it's just a ribbon dancer, not a that's baton it. twirler. <laughs> I want to be in the ensemble of Wicked and I want to talk to the creative team that's listen. I really need to twirl a baton in the opening of this song and then just. <sighs> My, like, it's the same thing. I don't. Sure. It's... Rhythmic gymnastics. I'm just thinking of Lizzie McGuire doing her rhythmic gymnastics, and she's really good at it. I'm thinking of Cadet Kelly throwing a rifle around. (laughs) It's the same thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, I really like the entire Wizard of Oz sequence in Act 2. Like, just, like, the the telling of Dorothy and seeing her in the curtain or whatever. Like, I just so vividly remember that from when I saw it for the first time when I was 11. The lion, the tin man, like seeing all of the real Wizard of Oz come to life. Something to relate to because I didn't really know anything about musicals at that point. So like. Totally. Yeah. Understanding that. Um, The reveal that like, oh, Bach is the tin man. Fiero is the scarecrow. Yes. Love that. The, um, the song for good is just one of the most beautiful duets, I think. Do you want to do something really cheesy? Hmm. I think of you every time I hear the song for good. Shut up. I hate oh, I myself. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get but tattoos that say because I knew you? I really think of you. What? Should we get tattoos that say because I knew you? You should get one that's a stream meeting a river halfway between the wood, and I'll get one that's a comet pulled from orbit. I'm going to get a middle <clears throat> finger on top of your face. <laughs> I'm getting a matching tattoo with my other BFF, Ashley, so... I would get one that said, because I knew you, actually. I know no, it's really fuck you. I, I don't want to get a tattoo with you anymore. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not done my favorite part. I know you're not. Okay, so I have to tell a story really quickly about For Good. Okay. Once upon a time, Sam and I worked at this camp called the Deerfield Repertory Theater. And we uh, had this friend, Meredith Ibe, who, if you are a Buzz Broadway fan, she sang the I Love You song with us. Meredith and I, every summer, liked to take five minutes out of a camp day and <laughs> sing a duet <laughs> solely for the two. Did you do Happy Day two- again? Yes. We did it the solely for the two of our egos. Our first year, we did Flight. The ah, Sutton beautiful. Foster one, the duet. That's the only one I yeah. know. And uh, second year we did Happy Days, or Dog Days Are Over, whatever the fuck that song is no. called. No, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, get happy. Yes. And then the third year, we sang for good. We were like, should we just do it? Because it was we knew it was our last year, so we were like, yeah. The kids, they, they want to hear this. They sure. didn't. Sure the rest do. of the counselors were probably like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> but we laugh about it all the time about how ridiculous we were. <laughs> okay, anyways, my last favorite part is being a kid and seeing her emer- emerge from the trap after she melted. Uh, it God. was just such yes. a cool moment. And Honestly. like, and watching and seeing like, the chemistry between Fiero and Elphaba is beautiful. It's just a great ending. Truly. Amanda, do you want to move on to the Climb Every Mountain <laughs> Award? No, I want to move on to the Edwina Spoon Apple Award. That's what I said. And if you <laughs> listened more often than you were texting on your laptop, yep. you would yep. know. Yep. <laughs> I, I bet you $100. I bet you $100 we have the same person. What? I bet you $100 we the same person. Okay. You want to say oh, it on three? Fuck. No. Now I'm nervous. I don't have $100. <laughs> I bet you bragging rights. Okay, bragging rights. About me being right and you being wrong. Whatever. Right. Ready? Are you ready? One. Yeah. You say it. One. You say it. You say it. One, two, three. Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth. Hey! The... The, tr- the best actors, and I'm not just saying this because I'm biased because I'm a comedic actor, people like Robin Williams, people like Nathan Lane, people like Carol Burnett, they can, they can have you rolling in your seat one moment, and the next moment you are cr- breaking down crying because, and this is going to get so cheesy for a second, but life is about the duality between tragedy and comedy. It's about being able to experience the real troubles that we have in our life paralleled with all of the sorrow that we experience. And she is able to tune into both of those emotions so well. And I think that's why we're so trusting in her and why we love that character so much is because she shows us the flip side between the levity and the severity of life. I wish I had more of a response. <laughs> you said the trouble with and my mind just went to the trouble with schools is. They always, always try, try to, teach to teach the wrong, the wrong lessons. lessons. Norbertio Butts is the nickelback of Broadway. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. They, a good way. So his last performance was the same night as Kristen's, right? Uh mm, I don't know. Okay. Maybe 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 not. Anyways, he got like crazy applause obviously when he entered he got incredible entrance applause yes when he was asleep on the little carriage what a cutie yeah i also choose kristen chenoweth have you ever seen the show the west wing no (gasps) okay you should it's fantastic um and she's featured in it in the last couple of seasons and it's the same thing because a lot of the west wing actors um bradley whitford allison Janney, like they also have that comedic like true sincerity dramatic thing, uh, yes. qualities that you were just describing but yeah that show i think really uses that technique well yes if you guys don't watch west wing if you need an escape from reality and want to know what an actual good administration looks like <laughs> i would vote for president, president bartlett every day a female who president no oh. there's a female 
chief of staff and press secretary. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, House of Cards. Uh, House of Cards. Yeah, no. Fuck Kevin no. Spacey. R.I.P. All right, now do you want to tell me your Climb Every Mountain Award? Yes, I'm ready. I think we have the same one. I don't know. Should I go first? Yeah. Mine's Stephen Schwartz. <laughs> Is yours Stephen Schwartz? Yeah. <laughs> wow, we're on the same page tonight. Remember when I told you that the I Love You song was going to be both of our favorite parts, and it was? Remember, it was the exact, like, four measures. Literally. Yeah, I just mean, like, Pippin is great, Pippin is great, Godspell is great, but nothing... I would argue so much as to say that Wicked was Hamilton before Hamilton. Hamilton obviously reached a new height. Hamilton was, like, the biggest thing. But I remember my dad took a trip to New York right around the time that Wicked came out. And he worked for... My dad works for Macy's, and Macy's could not get tickets to Wicked. Of all people... Wow. Like, Macy's could not get their workers' employees' tickets because workers' employees. Macy's could not get their employees' tickets to Wicked drink because it was so sought after. I I have heard people that were, you know, I'm, I'm friends with people that were in New York when Wicked was opening, and it was, like, a couple years before you could get tickets to the show because it just took the entire city by storm. And it is just like Hamilton, though, like, that same kind of phenomenon. It was really, Agreed. like, one of the first musicals I ever heard of. I remember my, well, I, I had already done theater at this point, but my fifth grade teacher was, it was, like, 2004. Yeah, and she was, like, I've already seen it five times. And I was, like, ma'am. Okay, bitch, sit down. She got fired, it's not a so. Comp- it's not a competition. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, I would like to ask you one more finish that lyric. How do you feel about that? I am, that? yes, Doug, I am ready. You're going to know this one, too. Am I going to get them all tonight? Yeah, you are. He's a little dill hole. <laughs> so that's okay. Wait till you guys listen to my High School Musical episode. So, so for once, I'm glad I'm heartless. I'll be. Heartless killing her. Indeed. Oh, Cheers. that was actually a trickier one than I thought, because I was like, I must be wrong, because it's the same lyric twice. Oh, how heartbreaking. Bach wants to kill <laughs> Alphaba. Dancing through life could not have been. Do you ever think about like I didn't know that Fiera was gonna turn into the scarecrow, and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh, I'm so dumb. The whole dancing through life is when you're brainless and mindless and careless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he just keeps talking about how he has no brain. Life is painless when you're brainless. And as long as your mind, maybe I'm brainless. It's just like oh, Ooh, you never I really caught that. I never even realized that until now, until you said it. Oh my god. I literally, like, when you listen back on the lyrics, do it after this. You're like, he's literally <laughs> implying constantly that he's going to be the scarecrow. Okay, do you have a dream role list? Do you want to be in the show? Before I want to, real quick, before we get into dream roles, I want to talk about the future of Wicked. I hope that it runs forever and ever and ever. I, it is it is surpassed Phantom of the Opera as the highest grossing show of all time. It is the second highest grossing show next to The Lion King. Yep. So it now goes The Lion King, Wicked, The Phantom of the Opera. The one thing I want to make sure, if anybody that is involved with Wicked is currently listening, I want you to please just make sure the movie is good. I would like you to make sure the movie is bad. Just make sure the movie is good, okay? <laughs> I love Ariana Grande. She's not right to play Elphaba. Please do not cast her. Ew. Please also no, no, don't cast no. Adina. No, no, no. <laughs> Adina can maybe play Madame Morrible or Elphaba's mom. Um... <laughs> 
but <laughs> please don't cast her as Elphaba. Yeah, who would? This I would kind love of works Kristen just... to play Madame Morrible. I'm thinking about dream roles now, so this is a good conversation. Like, who? When you think about a movie musical cast, you got to choose like all around the pool. Like, wh- like you got to choose good Broadway actors, but also good film actors. Mm-hmm. Elphaba should be a woman of Elphaba should be a woman of color. Period. Agreed. But like, throw somebody from the original production in there. Make. Make, yeah. make make Christian Tennant with Madame Morrible. That would be brilliant. That would make be so Norbert much fun. Leo Butts uh, Dr. Dillabond. Dr. Dillamond. <laughs> Dillabond? Is that what you just said? <laughs> make cast Norbert Leo Butts as Dr. Cinnabon. <laughs> He'd be great. Dr. Cinnabon. The year. Do you want to be in Cinnamon, the show? Cinnamon Bun. That's um, funny. <laughs> I would love to play the wizard someday. When hmm. I'm old, but also I think you'd me... be wonderful. <laughs> but please cast me in a gay reading as Glinda. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because from an acting standpoint, I would knock it out of the park. All right. Well, do you want to know who I would like to be? Who would you like to play? I don't know. Do you want to play that student who's like? <laughs> Buy some terrible <laughs> great wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in reality, I would like to play that one ensemble member who's like, look, it's Glenda. <laughs> yes. That's Screaming really at the top of their lungs. He was excited. <laughs> Amanda, what do you say? Are you ready to wrap it up here on tonight's episode of Buzz Broadway? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a good <laughs> episode. Think- I love Wicked. I was trying to think if I had anything else to say. Wicked is also... We just said Wicked three times, so please take a sip. Take three. Okay, you got to get drunker anyways, honey. We've already done the drunk plot. I don't need to get drunker. Oh, you're right. You were just magically drunk in the beginning, and now you're not. Um, What I love about Wicked 2 is it got – it's, like, such a personal connection to my mom because when my mom and I took road trips, we would sing the music from Wicked the whole album, and she would sing for Glinda, drink, sorry, and I would sing for um, Elphaba. Love that. For it's just so you. cute. So I've, I told her this. I said, Mom, when I get married, I'm not going to do, like, I don't know, like, a father-daughter dance, not going to do that, a mother-daughter dance. We're going to do a mother-daughter first karaoke. Oh. And she was like. Are you going to sing? She was like, oh, my God. So I think maybe we'll sing, like, what is this feeling? Amanda, it's always a treat to sit down with you. I'm always happy to talk about musicals with you. Me because too. Because I know you. I've been changed for good. Legitimately. Legitimately, even though you won't get that tattoo with me. You. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you next week when we talk about some other show. Some other show. Whatever's next. Follow us on Instagram at Buzz Broadway Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For more information on how to support our podcast, visit bpn.fm slash buzzbroadway or on Instagram at buzzbroadwaypodcast. Buzz Broadway is conceived and hosted by Amanda Harrington and Sam St. Jean with editing by Amanda Harrington. Original music by Carl Pariso with arrangements by Patrick Doro. This is a Broadway Podcast Network production. As always, thank you to our sponsors, to BPN, and to our listeners. See you next time. Buzz Broadway. Buzz Broadway. So just press play today. Woo-hoo. Do-do-do-do.
the plot. Serious and ooky. They're all together spooky. And box the tin man. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.